0: Hello, Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Kwanzaa, Happy Holidays in general, and welcome to Adam Analyzes. My name is Adam, and I'll be your host. So hopefully everybody out there is having a great holiday season no matter what you celebrate. I personally hope that you really do have a great one despite all the stuff going on in the world right now. Hopefully 2021 will be better than 2020. I personally celebrate Christmas. It's one of those things that I do kind of look forward to every year. The last two years have been a little rough on me as far as getting in the Christmas spirit. I try not to let it deter me as my girlfriend, Nicole, definitely tries to keep the Christmas festivities going. Thinking back on it, actually the last three Christmases have been a little rough on me, but I guess it's amazing how time flies. But being as somebody who celebrates Christmas, I of course as a child believed in Santa Claus. It wasn't until much later in life I learned that there is almost an anti-Santa Claus, and that is Krampus. So for this episode we are going to go into a little bit of the history of Krampus, as well as the film from Michael Doherty from 2015 titled Krampus. Well, I think we should officially start the episode, so here we go. This episode is about the demon, the myth, the legend, Krampus. So this here is going to be a little bit of a Cliff Notes version of the Krampus legend. The main thing you really need to know is that he's almost like a twin assisting Santa Claus. Krampus will assist by punishing the naughty. Of course, the legend of Krampus was sort of thrown away as Santa would go and deliver coal to the Naughty kids as opposed to the punishment or giving a, the birch root to the Naughty. Or in the case of the Krampus movie, the non-believers or the people that lose the Christmas spirit. Krampus would be the evil twin of Santa Claus assisting with the Naughty. Krampus essentially wants to cause chaos in the Naughty's lives. A punishment for not being good throughout the year. As I stated a little bit earlier Krampus would leave a birch root for the naughty children instead of presents or in some of the other legends he would actually go and punish them. The legend of Krampus is actually more popular in Europe than what it is here in the United States. In Europe they have all kinds of parades devoted to Krampus. People will dress up in their best satanic and demonic looking costumes and cheer on as Krampus roams the streets. Krampus with his elves. He does have elves. Those are his helpers, just like Santa Claus. It seems that Krampus, the legend, comes from pagan belief, which predates Christianity. Of course, Christmas, the idea of Santa Claus and everything was taken from pagan beliefs and kind of restructured into a Christian celebration as opposed to pagan celebration. There is different variations on Krampus all throughout the world, just like there is with Santa Claus or Saint Nicholas, whatever you'd like to call him. It looks like there is a Krampus variation in Syria, Austria. There's a German version. There's really a whole bunch of different versions of the same character. It's kind of cool because while a lot of things are the same, they are sort of different, just like a lot of religions and beliefs here in the United States. They're kind of all in the same general idea, but they all branch out and turn their ideas into something different. So in many ways, it's kind of fascinating to me that there's so many different versions of Krampus. There's so many different versions of St. Nicholas or Santa Claus. There's just a lot of different ways that people have taken it and changed it and made their own. It really is fascinating. If you do have time, I suggest reading up on it. But with that, I think I provided a little bit of a decent precursor to the actual episode here, which is the movie Krampus. Of course, as I stated earlier, it's directed by Michael Doherty, who also directed the excellent trick-or-treat the Halloween anthology film along with his most recent directorial effort Godzilla King of the Monsters the movie Krampus tells the story of Max who is with his dysfunctional family that seemed to ruin Max's spirit and belief in Santa Claus earlier Max wrote a letter to Santa however with his Christmas spirit crushed he proceeds to rip it up throw it out his window His letter is not answered by Santa Claus but answered by Krampus who is going to forcibly make Max along with his family believe in the holiday season. So first things first with this movie. On my initial viewing many years ago I did not like this movie much at all. I didn't really dig the whole horror comedy type of feel throughout the movie. It felt a little goofy. As I watched it now within, I don't know, the last couple days. It's actually a good movie. I enjoyed it quite a bit. I don't know what I was looking at before, but it's actually impressive how you can watch a movie, maybe not like it, but then come back to it, and hey, you have a different opinion on it. I think this is actually a great Christmas movie. It's not necessarily one that you wanna watch with the kids or anything like that unless they really like horror films. Really, throughout the entire movie, it does have a good message as far as family getting along. Of course, this is a horror film, so it doesn't necessarily work out the way it should, or the way that we as the audience may want it to. As far as capturing the true spirit of Christmas, as far as family and getting together, and how things should be, this movie captures it really well. It's strange to say, but it really does have a good heart and good message going throughout. The only reason that I think I may not have enjoyed it before is because I was comparing it to Michael Dougherty's previous work, Trick or Treat. Trick or Treat is a humorous horror anthology, but it wasn't in the realm of being completely goofy to me. This one here goes a little bit far into the goofiness But it's not nearly as bad as what I initially thought. If you remember, maybe about two years ago, we did a, in our honest opinion, 12 Days of Christmas. One of them was Krampus that was selected. So Marvin, Will, and I talked about it. I don't think Will watched the movie. I know I didn't watch the movie in prep for that episode. Marvin pretty much led the way on that one. Marvin said about how much he loves the movie Krampus. Honestly, I can see why he loves it. It is a good film. I was wrong in my initial assessment of Krampus. But with me saying I was wrong, let's get into the actual film of why I changed my opinion on this one. From the opening of the movie with the holiday shopping riots, that's what I call them, like our Black Friday shopping and the way people get nuts as far as they're wanting to get that perfect toy and fighting with each other. I think it sums up the holiday season perfectly well because we forget that Christmas isn't about the presents or the gifts and trying to get that special thing that is the hot toy of the year. I'm looking at you, PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series S or whatever it's called, but it really goes to show how far we came from what Christmas was and what it is today. I honestly think it's a great way to open the film. It's a very satirical look at the way we are when it comes to Christmas, but it really fits my ideals with the way I see that I think it's increasingly goofy and odd to me that people are doing this. Looking at it, it I didn't really see any news stories on it this year, but how many times have you seen that somebody was like stomped to death because they were trying to get one of these big sales. It's gone too far. It's amazing to me because as funny as that opening actually is, it's kind of sad at the same time. The cast of Krampus itself is actually really great. The cast here, we have Adam Scott and Tony Collette as Max's parents, Allison Tolman and David Kochner as Max's aunt and uncle. We even have the maid from Two and a Half Men, Conchita Farrell, who recently passed away. She's very funny in her role here as well. It's just really good casting across the board. I think Michael Doherty being able to get these actors in this film, not only just having them in the film, but having them feel like they have a little bit of chemistry between each other. It just really is excellent casting across the board. The dinner scene is actually really funny to me. I think that's one of the movie's best strengths here. The dialogue is really funny. The mismatch of the family with the yuppies, with the gun-loving conservatives, is just super entertaining to see. Up until the moment where Max's cousins steal his letter to Santa, You actually feel for him a little bit as he simply loves Christmas and still believes in Santa. I really see no issue with Max still believing in Santa, maybe believing in the spirit of Christmas. If anything, he's holding on to that childlike innocence that maybe some of us should have held on to for a little bit longer. It's generally a magical time in our lives. I think it's kind of sad the way everybody judges him for it. Another thing that Krampus has going for it is that it has a crazy amount of style, especially pretty close to the beginning when he actually tears up his letter to Santa. Seeing the torn up letter blow up into the clouds really is a great scene from a stylistic directorial standpoint. The movie doesn't really let up with the stylish direction. I actually appreciate that about the film. When we first get our glimpse of Krampus leaping from rooftop to rooftop, it looks fantastic. Michael Doherty really impressed me with his first movie, Trick or Treat. It's obvious he grew as a director from his first film to his second film. This movie likely had a higher budget than what Trick or Treat had. I'm sure that helped, but as we know, a higher budget doesn't necessarily mean a better movie. I think I like Trick or Treat better overall, but there's no denying this is the better directed film. It also helps that another carryover from his first film is a fantastic score. This movie really does know when to sound like a Christmas movie and when to sound like a horror film. Honestly, sometimes there isn't much difference between the two scores as it really is seamless. We do have quite a few other standout scenes that I really love in this film. The first one that I want to talk about is when the grandmother tells her story. The animation that's used for the flashback scene itself really is fantastic. It also has a bit of a storybook or fairy tale like feel. I think that animation really lends itself well with the way it's told to the legend of Krampus himself. It's actually really cool, too, because with doing this, it allows somebody who may not know about Krampus or the legend or the stories. This tells you everything you need to know. It just so happens to look good doing it at the same time. With the way it's done, it almost reminds me of a little short film in a way. I think that would even be enjoyable to watch even without the film attached to it. The other scenes that are included in the movie pretty much go towards the horror end of the actual film. I want to talk about the murderous gingerbread men, as well as the toys coming to life. The gingerbread men I think are cool and everything, but I really love the toys coming to life. I think it's handled really well. I like that they have an almost demonic look to them. The -the jack-in-the-box, bear, angel from the tree, they all look fantastic i think it's a scene that charles band the guy that runs full moon pictures i really do think that he would approve of this scene of course charles band was the creator of puppet master i believe demonic toys as well he would definitely approve of their look i can almost see a little bit of a way that the -the jack-in-the-box looks almost like it's a homage to some of the works of charles band out of all the toys in the movie, I think the jack-in-the-box is probably my favorite. The way that they blend the CGI with the actual practical effects is done really well. It's almost seamless. Obviously, the gingerbread men are computer animated. They're fun, but it's a little bit too much for me. I think it does lighten the mood. It is kind of an odd choice to me to intercut the comedy with the horror aspect of this movie because we get that gingerbread scene intercut with the toys coming to life scene. Overall, it works. It's just kind of an odd choice to me. I enjoyed the look of Krampus's elves. I like that they have a almost Nightmare Before Christmas-esque type of look to them. They look really cool. It's a shame that they don't get more screen time. Krampus himself doesn't get a whole lot of screen time in this movie. I think those are some missed opportunities. I like the end of the movie itself where Krampus more or less has a pit to hell. That's actually pretty cool. It's great looking from a visual standpoint. It's also somewhat creepy in its own right. When Max finally stands up to Krampus and says about how he wants his family back, it is almost a touching scene. However, that moment of being moving or touching is quickly thrown away when Max is tossed into that hell pit. The actual ending to the movie is moving in its own way, as far as the family actually getting along and Christmas is the way it should be, Christmas Day. I'm assuming that the twist ending to the film, which I don't intend to give away here, I'm assuming the family would more or less be in either a heaven or a hell situation, however you want to consider that. Overall, this movie does have an odd mix between horror, comedy, as well as the sentimental-feeling Christmas movie. It's a bit uneven, everything's handled well, I think the movie definitely knows what it wants to be, when it wants to be it, within all of those different genres. It is a movie I highly recommend if you have not seen it. I think it's been out for about five years now. So if you haven't seen it, you definitely need to get on that. See if my assessment on the whole thing is correct, but I really think you'll have a good time with it. Of course, I was wrong in my initial assessment if you didn't like the film before, I really suggest going back and re-watching it. Hopefully you have the same good feeling about the movie as what I did. With that being said, I'm going to close out tonight's episode. As a reminder, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Adam Also, if you don't do the whole social media thing, go ahead and send me an email at adamanalyzespodcast at gmail.com. If you need to catch up on some past episodes, you can do so at adamanalyzes.com. Since we are in the season of giving, I would greatly appreciate it if you would give me a five-star rating at the podcast listing platform of your choice. It'll allow me to create new episodes as well as reach new listeners. Plus, I simply love those digital hugs. But with that being said, Merry Christmas Happy holidays. Hopefully you do it safely, but make sure you try to spend some time with the people that you love. It's an important thing. But of course, we should do that at all times throughout the year. Remember, be kind and good night.